0: All right. Well, thank you for hopping in again this (laughs) week. Um, This week was supposed to be with somebody else, but they crashed their car this week. Mm -hmm. And so last minute I had to call an audible and ended up reading this book, I think in two days, just Mm -hmm. so that we could record this and keep it consistent with everything. So this week's book is The Silent Patient, And I just asked you to pick a random, or not a random, one of your favorites or one that you liked.
1: One that you would like. Or one one that I would like.
0: One that I would like. Mm. Of a murder domestic thriller kind of book. Mm. You read a lot of these.
1: Yeah. Psychological thriller. I think this is this definition, or this one's genre.
0: I think this one is technically a psychological mm-hmm. thriller, but I know that the author stated that he didn't label it as a psychological it's weird
1: thriller. It's like the OG psychological thriller. Really? Yeah, I at least it was for me.
0: Yeah, cuz he said that his I don't know, his focus on this book was more of like or not focus. I guess his his inspiration for this book was Agatha Christie, so mm-hmm. he wanted it to be more of a whodunit
1: That's,
0: than a psychological yeah, thriller. That.
1: That's weird because I don't get that at all.
0: I mean, after listening to him describe it a little bit, I can kind of see
1: mm-hmm.
0: that connection. I don't know. There's there's definitely some similarities between him and Agatha Christie, but yeah, no, it's definitely a psychological thriller. Yeah. Like it is a pretty intense book. Yeah. And so, yeah, so I just cranked this one out this week, so I'm excited about it. But we are trying to decide how to do this episode of the podcast, because one of the good things about psychological thrillers and murder mysteries just in general is the mystery, right? Mm. And I'm conflicted.
1: I don't know what to talk about. (laughs) I can't talk about the plot.
0: I know. Um... But I just don't know. Like, what if somebody wants to read this afterwards? Do we just talk about other stuff? I guess. <laughs> I don't know. So for this book, I think we decided that we are not going to give away the twists and turns of the book. We are going to try, <laughs> our artist, to not give it away. So that way, if you read or if you listen to this podcast and you're like, Wow, that really sounds like a great book. I'd love to read it. Then you can still enjoy the book because honestly, if I didn't know, if I if I went into this book already knowing what was going to happen, honest, this wouldn't not yeah, have you, been an enjoyable you read. Guessed it. I mean, I guessed a part of it about halfway through, so it took yeah, me halfway. It took me halfway through the book to get that though. Mm-hmm. Was this one that you had guessed at all? No.
1: No. No, No, this one got me. It was also one of the first that I read.
0: So this was like early on in your murder.
1: Murder journey, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was like one of the first I read right after dental hygiene school because I didn't read for like two years of dental hygiene school. Just didn't have time.
0: Before dental hygiene school, did you read a lot of murders? Not really. No?
1: No. Maybe a couple here and there, but... When did
0: Serial come out?
1: When we were dating. Actually, I think it came out a little bit before that. No, because it had two seasons when I started listening. It was still fairly new.
0: While we were dating. So that's that Actually,
1: been. that's probably what started it, yeah. Because I list, my aunt told me to listen to Serial.
0: Because apparently I was doing some research and mm. serial like kicked off <laughs> everybody's That's obsession probably what with murder.
1: Started mine.
0: I don't know if I Ex- uh,
1: sorry, keep No, crying. keep
0: going.
1: So I don't like true crime.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say I don't know about true crime everybody's obsession with true or murder in general, because there's always been tons of murder shows. Yeah. I mean you grew up watching psych. I mean, that's I mean, there's literally a murder yeah. every episode.
1: I think I like more mystery than murder. I wouldn't say... Because, you know, I can't handle true crime. Yeah. I do like, like a detective show, but like Psych, like the milder ones, I can't handle Law & Order, SVU, or like... I couldn't even handle Bones. One of the first episodes had a kid, and I was... I can't do it.
0: Yeah, but those were definitely... I mean, those were all... I mean not real, you know. Yeah. From what I understand, serial was like the beginning of the true crime kickoff, which I think it's almost like it's almost like drugs, you know? Like you just you have you have to get a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, and I feel like that's what led down to the psychological thrillers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like people got so into this whole true crime genre that even the murder mysteries became a little bit more intense. Mm -hmm. Like this is definitely more intense than murder on the Orient Express, you know, like a, an Agatha Christie, Mm -hmm. you know, whodunit genre. This, I mean, for those of you who don't know what the silent patient is um, this book takes place in a psych ward with a patient who is there because they were declared insane after shooting their husband six times in the head, so I mean, and then the entire plot of the book is about a therapist, a psychotherapist, which also I didn't what's the difference between a therapist and a psychotherapist? <laughs> I don't know. Like they're talking to each other, and there's like a there's like a therapist, and one of them's a psychotherapist, and then one of them's a, There's another one in there and I'm like, you guys all do the same thing. Like, I don't even know (laughs) what the difference is, but yeah, but the whole plot of the book is basically the communications between the therapist and this patient who is a silent patient, meaning that she doesn't talk nearly at all up until the very end of the book. I don't feel like that's giving away a whole lot. Doesn't talk at all. And... It is pretty intense.
1: Sorry, I'm trying to figure out the difference between the two. Sorry, we. Can...
0: No, anything? What's it saying?
1: Um, it's like the same.
0: Do they focus on like different things?
1: Well, this is a th- psychotherapist can't um, prescribe medication. I knew, but a psychiatrist can.
0: that was the other one. So yeah, there were therapists, psychotherapists. a
1: psychiatrist can prescribe medication.
0: Yeah, because the main character and the psychiatrist in this book don't get along at all.
1: It says a psychotherapist is a broader term that includes all professionals who deal with the management of mental health problems or emotional issues. A psychotherapist can be a clinical psychologist, counselor, psychologist, or psychiatrist. A therapist is someone who provides professional therapy solutions, usually in Various fields, including mental and physical health.
0: Yeah, so just um, as lost. That, that didn't help. <laughs> yeah, just as yes. lost now as I was reading the book, but I don't think that that had a whole lot yeah, to do sorry, with the plot, to be honest. I just but
1: wanted
0: to know. no, yeah, definitely. But yeah, pretty intense book. And I feel like, again, it all got, it's all from this true crime obsession that goes mm-hmm. around. And I have to say, I got drawn into the true crime for a bit. I was into the whole...
1: Ted Bundy tapes?
0: I mean, Ted Bundy tapes. I listened. To, there was a moment there where I was listening to true crime podcasts, like, nonstop. Look. Like, every...
1: Cold, isn't that what it's called? Yeah,
0: Cold was fascinating. Was that
1: the one that they just found her?
0: I don't know or if Or the they up ju- and vanished. No, Cold was the chick from Utah. Okay. They
1: thought who, they found her. Yeah,
0: her husband set himself and his kids, like on fire inside of their oh, house yeah. and they think they found her, but I don't think that there was enough yeah, DNA verify. to like verify, mm. but he's dead already. But I mean, it's crazy that everybody kind of has that obsession. I was reading some statistics on it. It says that, what it I get it? I don't want to misquote here. One in three Americans say that they consume true crime at least once per week.
1: It's kind of, 30
0: percent that's crazy i mean it wasn't just podcasts though it was like true crime is in like netflix books you know documentaries there's a lot of true crime documentaries and true crime doesn't have to be just murder you know like there's obviously a spectrum of crime that could go on Mm -hmm. i mean yeah growing up we i think unknowingly watched a lot of true crime We did a lot of, like, Locked Up Abroad, Mm -hmm. like Drugs, Inc. We watched a lot of shows about, like, cartels. And that's all crime and Mm -hmm. true crime. I mean, I learned a lot about that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. as a kid. We watched a lot of that kind of weird thing for (laughs) us to watch growing up. But, I mean, I know you say it's kind of disturbing, but even you were kind of uh, I mean, you like to read that. We were just today talking about the true – I mean (laughs) – the lady in Utah who's uh, just got yeah. arrested. Yeah. What was her name?
1: Um. Ruby Frank. Ruby Frank. Yeah, she had the YouTube channel Eight Passengers. What'd she do? Uh, she was abusing her kids. One of them escaped and had a bunch of injuries and had like duct tape. Or I don't know if it was a boy. But what he? They had like duct tape around them and were malnourished. And they've had CPS called on them before, several times.
0: I see. That's nuts. Yeah. But see, you've been just gobbling that up. Ever since you found out, you've Googled (laughs) it like three times. Like, what is it about
1: us
0: (sighs) that makes us want to know more? I mean, it was like the Lori Daybell thing. That thing happened Mm -hmm. like, I mean, 30 minutes from our house. Yeah. (laughs) You know, she was right up the road. Yeah. Crazy. And I remember, I mean, I've... I've searched her name a hundred times reading, keeping updated with the court mm-hmm. cases. I mean, she was that crazy lady that buried her kids in the backyard. Yeah. And I don't know, there's something in us that just is kind of obsessed it's with crime.
1: fascination. Yeah. I heard someone say they like it because it helps them feel prepared. I was, I was reading like, something about uh, that.
0: <laughs> I was reading something no. about that as well. I don't know how prepared I am for... My wife to murder me. Yeah, like, like, you know what I mean. Like, I've watched enough domestic people. I mean, we've watched Gone Girl and you know all of this one mm. and a bunch of other movies and things where the husband's a not so great guy and the wife ends up murdering him. I still don't know how prepared I am for that. Like, I don't think that has as much to do with it.
1: No, I don't either. I it makes like my anxiety worse listen I don't feel like okay this is what I do if somebody <laughs> tries to murder me like, I just like, like, check my box. Oh, okay. check
0: my boxes
1: just there are more crazy people out there than I realized like, I don't know I the yeah, I was reading about that lady in the news but and I like I do you know like check the news sometimes but, but see, the more it's in the news and the more I hear like it's it affects me. I think like it, it makes me sad and it makes me anxious or it makes me angry. And I don't like, I mean, I did kind of get into it. I like serial because I liked the investigative side more. It didn't focus so much on the like grizzly murder itself. It was more on the investigative side and trying to free like an innocent person. I think I don't know. I'm still not sure. <laughs> he got freed. He got at yeah, yeah, I think he's. But out. I don't think they ever found who did it. So no. I don't know. I actually, I actually don't know. Um. But I just I don't like the documentaries anymore. I mean, we started the Ted Bundy tape, and I had to stop when he went to Florida, and he started attacking like children, like just. I don't know, it hit me like this is somebody's life. Like this is somebody's somebody's children, somebody's you know, worst moment and it's being used for entertainment. Yeah. And I I I do like a mystery, you know. I do like a murder mystery where somebody who was in something illegal was you know, like <laughs> we talk about Castle and every person who was murdered was like dealing in the Russian mob, like secretly, you know, doing some smuggling drugs. Like <laughs> there is a reason. Like <laughs> that sounds so yeah. bad, but not just an innocent person. Yeah. You know, whose life is taken or, you know, a family's life is ruined because of, you know, someone evil. And I, I don't know. <laughs> it's, <laughs> I know it's so weird that I hate true crime, but I like, (laughs) I like mystery. I was about to
0: say, yeah. I mean, you definitely, I think you went through your true crime phase for sure. Like you said. I did a
1: little bit. And it was, it was before we had kids.
0: It was before we had kids. I,
1: since having kids, even, I don't even know if I could handle the silent patient now because it's a little more bloody. Because I tried to read his second one after having kids and I couldn't do it. I finished it, but I hated it. And... I just, I can't stomach it after having kids, especially a lot of true crime is stuff with kids. Yeah. And the, it's just disgusting that it's used as entertainment.
0: Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. I don't like the kid stuff, but. I mean, you've
1: seen me start several thrillers and I'm like, nope.
0: Yeah. Non- I mean, you're, yeah, you'll put a, you'll put down a thriller pretty quick.
1: Anything but you, with a kid.
0: You, yeah. But that's really where you draw the line. No. Yeah. Other than that, like you gobbled them up. But again, you think you moved from you moved away from true crime. Mm-hmm. And you're definitely now into like the the fake crime. Yeah. <laughs> so do you like it more more of like a who done it or more of like a get your heart pounding, racing kind of, you know, thriller side of things? Or does it not really matter? Cuz you know like there's the you kind of already know who's the killer. And then the point of the book is more of the story of how it happened. Or Mm -hmm. there's a, you don't know the killer, and the entire time you're reading the book, you're you're trying to decide how it all happened. I I do,
1: I like a twist. Like, I like to be surprised.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I do like a cozy mystery, is what the genre is (laughs) called, which is, you know, I like an Agatha Christie enclosed location murder mystery but hers don't have anything like disturbing (laughs) like murder is not disturbing but murder is disturbing but it's not as messed up as they get today
0: yeah hers remind me of the game clue it's like yeah that's what i like it's like professor Plum in the coat closet you know i love that movie (laughs) yeah i love that movie (laughs) i know
1: i like that and it's kind and, of like
0: psych, you know. Mm-hmm. psych's kind of that way. You like know, a it's kind of absurd. A dinosaur kills him. You know what I like mean? Like a low
1: key <laughs> murder.
0: Yeah. <Like. laughs> this one, assignment patient. So for anybody who is on the fence about reading this book, is not that at all. No. I would say though, it's a pretty happy mix. Um, so yeah, if you, re- I didn't
1: feel like. I mean, it's a little bloodier than I could probably that I would enjoy now, but.
0: I think you could get through this one now. I mean, for those, I guess, yeah. You did not read this book this week. So I crushed through this book in, I think, two days. I Mm. found it fascinating. Mm. Um, I can handle a little bit more than you can, I think, just stomach-wise. But I really enjoyed this book. Mm -hmm. And you have not read this, I mean, probably four years. Four years. Yeah, since it first came out. Mm -hmm. It was a pretty hyped book when it first came out. And... So when you were you know looking at books that you think that I would like, you nailed it because mm-hmm. this book was yeah, pretty <laughs> pretty good. Um, did you guess? So did you? How I don't know off, how are we how were how supposed to did, talk about this? Well, no, no, no. I know. We're again we're tiptoeing around the subject because we want to try to figure out how we want to do these kinds of books in the future because I feel like I'm going to read more books, more of these murder mystery books That's in the future. Fun. They're they are fun and it's a change of pace.
1: It's, like, if it can be fun without being disturbing and, like, keep me up at night. You know? (laughs)
0: Like. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I'm probably contradicting myself, but.
0: No, I get it. You like the cozy genre a little (laughs) bit Yeah,
1: like a cozy.
0: You like the This person was murdered
1: because they owed this person money. Like, you know, not, like, creepy, sexual, like, evil. Except for Gone Girl.
0: You loved Gone Girl.
1: Well, that is.
0: There's something about just a wife killing her husband, she right? She doesn't
1: kill him. He
0: she just ruins his life.
1: Well, he kind of deserved it. But... it's <laughs> oh, um,
0: good to hear. I do like Homegirl. <laughs> for anybody watching, this is now on tape and on the internet. Well,
1: <laughs> be careful. Um, <laughs> I don't know.
0: If, yeah, do if I ever miss go girl. missing...
1: <laughs> he doesn't go missing. No one goes she, missing.
0: She goes missing for a bit. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Do you think you could read Gone Girl right now?
1: Yeah. There are some parts I'd be like, okay. <laughs> and I have to like fast forward through. <laughs> yeah. But yeah.
0: Because you've gotten a little soft. Yeah.
1: His kids.
0: that is kids.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I don't feel like this one was too, too crazy. I'd put this mm-hmm. one probably about with Gone Girl, to His be second honest. second
1: one to me was, though. Yeah. That's probably, probably getting them mixed up.
0: Okay. Um, One sec. I had some things in here that I wanted to. So going back to this, did you like the multiple narratives in this book? So this book is kind of splitting up between two perspectives the whole time. There's the patient and then there's this psycho. Psychotherapist.
1: Psychotherapist. Just
0: say Theo. Theo. Yeah. Theo and The Patient. I can't remember. Dude, I'm terrible with names. <laughs> I am awful with names. No matter what, how many books I read, I'll never be able to remember anybody's names. I'll remember the book, just not the names. So did you like the multiple narratives? Is that... Or narrators? I guess the multiple narrators, because mm-hmm. it goes back and forth between her diary and That's
1: him. most thrillers. I was about to say, is mm-hmm. that pretty common?
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: And usually one is unreliable. Hello. All right,
0: one sec. We're going to have to put this on a pause for one sec. We got a kid walking in. All right, we're back. Sorry about that. Um, juice break. Yeah, Seriously. <laughs> we usually record these at night, but um, last night our kids were literally the worst oh and just did not go to bed at all. And then on top of that, we decided to watch that new Adam Sandler movie. You're so not invited to my bar mitzvah.
1: Yeah, I liked it. I it was pretty good. Yeah.
0: But it ended up being a really late yeah. night. We are not late night people. And then, like I said, my I was supposed to record two podcast episodes this weekend. Both my guests did not make it because of car troubles. <laughs> they Somebody ran a stop sign and totaled their car.
1: Somebody else's car trouble.
0: Yeah, somebody else's decided just to yeet it across a lane. Um, so we're recording this in the middle of the day, which we usually don't do, <laughs> which means kids are going to come in and out. Um so sorry about the quick interruption there. It might happen again. I'm not, no promises. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She'll probably finish that juice and then want pretzels. That's my guess. Yeah. Um, but where were we? So you said most mm-hmm. books have mm-hmm. that kind of dual narrator ones, kind of untrustworthy, and then you're trying to pick up the pieces throughout the entire Usually thing. Usually,
1: it's yeah. kind of a common theme. Okay. Did you like the multiple?
0: I did. That's what gave it the everything away for me, though. I feel like had they just had one perspective the whole time,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it would have been so much harder to piece it all together. I feel
1: like a good thriller, though, has to give you the clues.
0: Yeah, because I'd be really ticked. That's one thing that bugs me about murder shows. Yeah. Murder TV shows, too, is when you get through the entire show, and then they're like, this guy did it. And you've yeah. never seen him in a single frame. Yeah. It drives me nuts.
1: That's why I hate the Zother second one.
0: Oh, really? Can we say
1: the plot of that one?
0: Yeah, you can, because I'm oh not I'm my not reading gosh. that one.
1: It's the Maidens. So it's called The Maidens. And this woman is a count she's a group counselor. She's in group therapy. And her husband has just died. He drowned, like swimming in Greece. And then her niece like calls her, and her niece's best friend was murdered on um, Cambridge campus. I pretty, it was either Cambridge or Oxford. I can't remember which Small
0: one. Small detail.
1: One of, yeah, okay. Sorry,
0: Cambridge because he because the author went to Cambridge. I so think.
1: probably Cambridge. Murdered on campus. So she goes there. A couple girls have been murdered. I think a couple more get murdered while she's there, <laughs> and like lots of different suspects. A lot of really creepy people. And then I guessed like halfway through that it was her niece and ended up being right. It was her niece, but her niece was having an affair with her dead husband before he died. And he convinced her to kill people. So I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> like this the one of the, you know, suspects is or the culprit is dead. Like, how was I supposed to guess that? Yeah. How was I supposed to guess that he was involved? He's dead the whole time. There's like no mention of him. Yeah, it was so dumb.
0: <laughs> yeah. See, I think that would really frustrate yeah. me. Yeah. I hate. I was so I'm trying frustrated. to think of of an example if that were. I watched something up until the very end, and I was like, How was I supposed to guess that? I hate that they have to leave clues. Uh, yeah. And I guess you're right. If this book was written from only one perspective, it would have been. Next to impossible yeah. to guess the plot. Mm-hmm. But I got it about halfway through. night. Yeah, <laughs> this one, I felt pretty good. About halfway through, I went up to Olivia and I was like, this person did it.
1: I was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but what I will say is there was an additional twist in there that I didn't catch. So yeah. even though I got one of the twists, I didn't get the whole thing, which mm-hmm. was nice because I felt like oh there was still a little something for me in there that I mm-hmm. didn't quite get and it was something that you could have seen that was like, like bread that's what makes bread, a good, bread comes throughout the entire book that's
1: what makes a good mystery yeah which is hard to write <laughs>
0: like yeah i feel like a mystery is almost it's almost just as fun to guess as it is at the end when they tell you to go back and remember all of the breadcrumbs that you missed yeah you know what i mean you're like oh man That was really smart. Yeah. This author did a really good job.
1: Yeah, that's a good writer.
0: Yeah, and I think he nailed it with this Mm -hmm. one. So that was really fun. Um, On a disturbing level, though, for this book, I would say...
1: I don't know if it's disturbing. It's just a little bloody.
0: I mean, the murder itself is bloody. Yeah. Why
1: don't she like, stab someone in the eye with a paintbrush?
0: Yeah. Then (laughs) the patient is a little crazy inside of the crazy... The yeah. loony bin? I mean, go figure. She l- lives in a insane asylum. So she's a little crazy in there and she does stab somebody in the eye with a paintbrush.
1: What's this author, his other one too? There are a lot of creepy people.
0: So this author was actually a psychiatrist.
1: Yeah, he writes creepy people very
0: before well. he was an author. Yeah. And he actually worked in a psych ward. So like he worked it in like a live in crazy person loony bin place. So I mean mm. a little bit of first hand experience there. And also what a pool of information to pull characters from. Yeah. I mean, like if you're if you're an author and you're like, man, I really like the murder mystery genre. But how am I gonna imagine crazy people? You just go and work in a crazy bin for a couple of years. It's, it's, it's insensitive, you think? Yeah. I mean, you don't uh-huh. have to write you don't have to write about the exact same person, like don't pull somebody's life story, mm-hmm. but just—I mean—you learn the mannerisms, the the like—I don't know—the way people think. I mean, that that was his job is Thought to learn. Going to
1: say he has a good understanding of
0: how crazy people think.
1: Well, and don't use people's
0: in, actual stories. Yeah, not, I'm, not, not, I'm not. No, I'm just, not saying V go there and rip off someone's life.
1: He, in this book, he is very good at writing how childhood and childhood trauma affects adults.
0: Yeah, that was a big theme in this book was, yeah. and I think at one point one of the characters say, says that as well. Like he talks about how every, I mean, it's Theo, the main character, the, the psychotherapist. He talks about how every person is born good. Mm-hmm. And then it's through their environment that they learn basically how to be crazy or how to continue on being good. And that's the theme of the book that does every that
1: stress you out as a parent.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it's, it's I mean it's true in this book. I mean, he at least stays true to character in this book um in that Yeah, I mean everything crazy that goes on, he does a very good job of explaining how the their parents messed them up yeah. previously. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean no pressure for anybody listening to this yeah. but you could be raising a serial killer, and it's most likely your fault, according to this person. Yeah. I don't think that that's necessarily always true. You don't think you think <laughs> no, so? No,
1: I. Yeah, it's not always true, but you do. You learn a lot about their childhoods. Yeah, and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, it definitely is more true. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. if There's like, it's not the law, but it definitely. Definitely helps. You know what I mean? Um, like you learn about what was the Oh, it was cold. Cold. That one with the guy from Utah.
1: I didn't listen to that. Oh. I've only listened to serial.
0: Well, cold's about this guy from Utah who I think he was originally from Washington and he ends up murdering his wife and then his children and everything like that. True crime story really happened. Um yeah, his dad was psycho. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, like, messed up. So,
1: check no, the box. I mean, there's... Like <laughs> his dad left. Yeah. And then he got into... He, he yeah, actually said, like, on his death row interview...
0: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> happening again. That it
1: was pornography. Yeah. They found as a child.
0: Hey, kiddo, what do you need?
1: Hey, go back out there. All right. I'm um, bad parents right now I'm Just sticking her in front of the TV Go watch Paw Patrol
0: I know Kid's gonna turn out to be a serial killer Do all What is it? Dads turn their daughters into strippers And moms turn mm-hmm. their boys into serial killers Yep So
1: I don't have any sons So I'm good
0: Not yet though <laughs> oh, Just kidding One sec We're gonna have to pause this again And figure this out Sorry This is gonna be a little bit of an interrupted episode <laughs> All right, we're back. Um, Did you trust anybody in this book?
1: I'm trying to remember.
0: Were there any trustworthy characters? I don't think I
1: did. I can't can't remember. It's hard to remember how you felt before you knew everything. Yeah. I I remember I didn't see it coming. I don't think I did. I think that's also, I feel like, a theme in thrillers is a lot of people are bad. (laughs) Like, there's a lot of cheating... Especially in, like, domestic thrillers. Everybody's got a secret. So I don't think I did. I can't really remember. Dude, I mean, you just read it. Do you remember?
0: I don't think I did.
1: Yeah.
0: Honestly, I think they... No. I don't think I did. Again, everybody's cheating on something and someone. And, yeah. you know, everybody's got a secret to hide and secret motives. So...
1: <laughs> oh my god You a little body
0: Okay <laughs> This is the last time If we end up having to pause again after this <laughs> We're just gonna re-record And try this again later But we'll give one more quick intermission Okay Alright last try This is This is why we do it at night uh,
1: I don't remember what we were talking about But I thought of something kay. While you were taking to the bathroom <laughs> I don't know if people, like you're asking why are people fascinated with true crime and murder, I think, I don't know if people are fascinated with the murder itself or the why behind it. That's kind of what intrigues me. It's kind of intriguing how the brain works and like what would lead somebody to that. I don't know if that's the same for everybody else. I don't know, are you more interested in... Hearing the grisly details or the why?
0: I don't think I'm a why person.
1: Yeah.
0: I think I'm a how's not the right not the right. I don't mean how isn't like did they stab them or did they shoot them or did they inject them with something? I mean like a how does somebody like what were the steps that led to that?
1: That's kind of the why.
0: I guess that is the why.
1: Yeah, why would somebody do that? Like, yeah. what's going on in their brain? Yeah, that's what kind of. I
0: guess that is the why I'm
1: intrigued me.
0: <laughs> I'm an idiot because
1: I about the Daybell because that is heartbreaking, but just I mean I have listened to a couple podcasts about them. I haven't watched their documentary because I'm sick of her. Honestly, I don't want to see her face anymore.
0: Is there a Daybell documentary?
1: I think there is. I thought it was on Hulu. I could be wrong. I saw it somewhere, and I was like, that was quick. They're still on trial.
0: No, she just got sentenced. I
1: know, but the documentary came out.
0: Oh, wow. She was, I was still like, on trial. that
1: was quick. Yeah. They're pumping those things out. Um, But I was just, like, listening to this woman's deterioration, like, how she was manipulated by Chad Daybell and, like, I mean I don't think she was a good person to start out with, but how she became that, like that was kind of it was like oh my gosh, <laughs> like it made yeah. me read up on her. And that's what we were talking about with that Ruby Frank lady today, and like in relations to the church, how she could think that way.
0: Oh yeah. Um
1: that's kind of what
0: so after reading so many whys mm-hmm. as to like why somebody murdered somebody, do you think you could ever murder somebody? No. No? No. There's, there's never a why? It's
1: on the stomach. Oh, I could like protect my kids. Yeah. Probably not strong enough to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> need to hit the gym. Yeah. Get some jujitsu rounds in. No.
1: <laughs> Don't need to go to Rex quando.
0: Goodness. Um, You don't think you could? You Mm -hmm. don't think you're a a vengeful murderer? No. Because I was actually kind of shocked to learn. I was kind of going over murder statistics just to kind of see, you know, what it says. And men murder way more people than women. Yeah. Way more people than women. Yeah. (laughs) But... When it comes to intimate partners, it's not that far off. Mm -hmm. So men murder like strangers and like armed robbery and they'll murder like, you know, gang violence, things like that. And so those numbers, I mean, they just, a lot more people. But when it comes to like husbands killing wives and wives killing husbands, for every hundred wives that are murdered by their husbands, there are 75. Are husbands that are murdered by wives. Hmm. So it's only like a three-fourths ratio of women and men that kill spouses, which is kind of crazy. I would have expected it to be way more skewed on the, the men's side of things, but apparently there are a lot of women out there who do have the stomach for just uh, murdering their husbands.
1: I would guess that a lot of that is abuse. Like their husbands are abusing them.
0: Oh, and then it's like uh, like self self defense. Self defense. Yeah. That's what yeah.
1: Like. I mean, I don't know, but I mean, I know there are,
0: but I don't know that that's not. W- right I don't know that that that's,
1: people out, women out there, but
0: I don't know that that's next. So this was considered homicides, and I guess this is maybe like a well, maybe I don't know I uh, I don't know. I'd have to dig into deeper into the statistics, which. I read a whole book with Matthew about how these statistics <laughs> could basically could mean anything they want. And these are all lies anyway. But from my understanding of what I was reading, this wasn't self-defense cases. This was straight um, homicides. And I'm sure 99% of it probably has Don't to do with... Don't women
1: kill more with poison? Didn't I yeah. read that somewhere? Yeah. I
0: think that's the number one way that women kill yeah, is poison.
1: Seems easier.
0: Seems Maybe easy. I could do that. Men <laughs> it's guns by a long shot. It's like 90% of all murders in the United States. I think it's over 90 or something like that. It's a lot of percentage guns. are done by guns. And then next would be knives. And I think after that, it's strangulation. Which is crazy. I know. <laughs> kind of gross. But I would assume that most of that's probably like infidelity or something to do with money. It's like
1: every thriller you read. I know. Somebody's cheating.
0: Somebody's cheating on Somebody. That's usually the the go-to yeah. or there's some sort of money involved. Yeah. Those are your two things. Like if you want to avoid, we're good. If you want to avoid any sort of potential murder cases in your future, just stay faithful. Yeah. I feel like that's not terribly hard, but I don't know. I guess it is. Uh, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> um. So if you were to recommend this book to somebody, what kind of person would you recommend this to? So, because you know, Josh, mm-hmm. you've recommended a lot of thrillers.
1: Thanks. Well, I know Josh likes them. Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> so who would you recommend this book to? Would you recommend it to Josh or to? I
1: think Josh has read it. We talked about it.
0: Really? I'll have to ask him about it.
1: I would have probably recommended it to people I know like thrillers. Okay. My mom read it. I recommended it.
0: Really? Yeah. That actually kind of shocks me. Oh. She, she doesn't did. seem like a.
1: She reads some.
0: I know, but she always says that she doesn't like them. So yeah. I would have then assumed. She, when
1: I recommend them to her, she does.
0: <laughs> really? Yeah. She just says she doesn't.
1: She's liked a couple that I've recommended.
0: Yeah. I would have expected her to like the Thursday murder club type Yeah, she hasn't read those.
1: She actually recommended one to me that I really like. The Seven and a Half Deaths of Evelyn. What is it? (laughs) I just got the Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo mixed up with it. Oh, okay. The Seven and a Half Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle. She recommended that to me. Was it good? Yeah, it was good. You should read that one. I told you to read that one.
0: Was that one of the books that you recommended?
1: Okay. Um, she's kind of like me. She doesn't like the disturbing, perverted, innocent women are killed by a serial killer. She doesn't like that. She likes like a mystery, like a cozy mystery. Um, yeah, kind of thing.
0: Okay. So is this a good first murder mystery book?
1: I might recommend some other ones first. I
0: don't know. Okay. Yeah, it this is This was this was my first. Yeah. I mean, I it like It is a
1: good first one, I think.
0: I already like true crime as in like I've mm-hmm. listened to quite a bit of true crime, watched a lot of documentaries. Um, but as far as reading true crime or not this isn't even true crime, reading thrillers. This is my first thriller I think I've ever read. Yeah. I've really enjoyed it.
1: Mhm.
0: So, I don't I think it was a pretty good first one.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, I would probably be if I knew somebody, I wouldn't just like tell someone like, hey, read this book. Like if they said they liked that or they wanted to read, then it'd probably be one I'd recommend.
0: Is this one that you would recommend on the Blackly Babes book club? Like, do you think everybody there could handle it? No. Really?
1: No, your sister can't. Leanne. Really? Yeah, you don't think Leanne can? can? Hey, Leanne probably, she listens. but I know. I think <laughs> no, she's like she's one of the few people that. several times that she can't handle anything scary. I don't think this one was scary though. She couldn't.
0: You don't think so? No. <laughs> you hear that, Leanne? <laughs> if you're listening, which like I think you're one of the few people. I'm careful about the books people. I
1: pick because I don't want. Because yeah. she's like said that she can't handle it.
0: Leanne is one of the few people that I think listens to yeah. this podcast at this point. Leanne and your mom. I know. Hopefully we'll get a few more. But you should read this book. I'm going to recommend it to you because <laughs> I don't think you're a wimp like Olivia does.
1: She was she's a wimp. <laughs> she has said she doesn't like these kind of books.
0: Yeah, but I think I would recommend this to anybody who is getting into murder mystery for the first time. I think this is a good...
1: Well, she doesn't want to be in murder mystery.
0: Well, yeah. Th- I mean, that's a whole <laughs> other question. If she's like, I don't like murder mystery at all, then... Yeah, maybe. I mean, then this book's probably not for you. But for anybody who's like, mm, I kind of want to get my toes in the water, I did not think that this book was that disturbing.
1: Yeah.
0: And I didn't think that any of the characters were too relatable, because that's another thing that I don't think I would like. If I that's could why you see. You said
1: I like them to be <laughs> doing bad things.
0: I know. That's kind <laughs> of know, the like nice innocent thing.
1: Innocent people. Yeah.
0: yeah. Like if there was just like a a dad and a wife who just were happy. And the dad stayed at home and worked from home and lived in Idaho. And then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden, his wife snapped and
1: poisoned him. Wife, it's usually the husband.
0: Not in murder mystery books, I swear it is. All the ones that I all the
1: ones I read, it's the husband. Really? There's one author that I've read a lot of, and it's always the husband. I'm like, well, who hurt you?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess that's not as scary for, for me because then I am the husband. What's scarier for me is when the wife does it because obviously I'm not the I haven't wife. I've read any. What do you mean?
1: Or the wife kills him. I'm well, okay. Well,
0: I mean, there's a couple.
1: Like two. <laughs> like two. What besides
0: <laughs> books?
1: Yeah. What? No. What book are you thinking of?
0: I mean, maybe not murder. I mean, Gone Girl terrified me for well, years. Is, I watched that one. In, that. I watched that one in college, and I was like. I can't ever trust women ever. You I deserve that. Um Isn't Girl on the Train?
1: No. Oh. It's the husband.
0: Well, I guess it is.
1: It's the husband.
0: <laughs> and then Girl in the wind or Woman in the Window is a neighbor. Yeah, that
1: one, that was good.
0: Yeah, that one was good. At least the movie was good on that one. See, so I've, I've always really I've always liked those movies, but now when I was asking you to choose a book for me to read, I was like, I can't be one that I already know.
1: Yeah, that's whodunit. not fun when you know who does
0: It It is not fun because usually
1: you know it. it's not superb writing.
0: <laughs> no, that is one thing I will say about this book. Like, I mean, I read a couple books in between this and the Book Thief again because this was not supposed to be the book for this week.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But in contrasting this with last week's episode, the Book Thief. I mean, yeah, not even on the same level. The, the writing is just not—it's not pretty, but it is. It does—it like, does like pull you in though somehow. It's
1: usually read more. I feel like for entertainment than thinking. <laughs> like,
0: yeah. yeah, it was entertaining. Mm-hmm. So even though it's read mostly for entertaining, is this a book? And is this book as well as you know other? murder mystery books are they books that you feel like you can learn from as well or do you would you call them like strictly
1: entertainment i'd say usually strictly entertainment Mm -hmm. i mean sometimes you can learn about like this i guess this one you kind of learn how the brain works how your childhood affects you so sometimes you can learn some you know psychological mechanisms sometimes about you know how the brain works a little bit but most of the time i'd say just entertainment
0: i would say with this one honestly not so much maybe learning academically but i feel like empathy wise i I kind of grew from this book a little bit and i'm trying to to think about that with every book that i read because Again, that's that's a little bit of the purpose of the podcast is to try to learn through reading and trying to grow through reading and using reading as that that mechanism. But you do kind of feel bad for some people. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like you You never want to say like, I get why he did it, but you do still feel bad for people that are put into situations like that. And it makes you want to be better for your kids because again this book kind of boils it all down to parents and your environment and so I think you don't want to have too much empathy that you're like it's okay what they did Mm -hmm. but you also want to have enough empathy to be like you know feel bad for them in a way that tries to keep prevent you from i guess furthering that that trend you know what i mean like i think that would be good especially for people who are maybe i don't know bad parents i don't know that sounds so dumb like bad parents should read murder mystery books maybe it'd be like a scared straight version of of (laughs) turn your kids into psycho psychopaths but honestly like reading reading books and understanding that like the effect or the things that you say have Negative consequences on your children. I think that's important. Yeah, whether definitely. whether you learn that, um, you know, from your parents, as in like they were good examples to you, or whether you learn that from a book, I think it's just important that you learn that lesson. Your what you do and what you say does have negative consequences and positive consequences on your children.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I think you definitely can learn from a book like this. Now, in my opinion, ninety five percent of this book was entertainment, but yeah. there's still a principle behind it. In my opinion, yeah. I think one of the the scariest things that I've ever watched or read that kind of made you empathize with with crazy people was The Joker. I
1: was going to say that. Oh,
0: that movie made me feel icky afterwards. Yeah. It was a phenomenal movie. I but, like
1: that feeling.
0: But it does make you feel kind of icky. Like you're like, I get why he does it. Yeah. And I think that's too much. And that's where I would say if this book had crossed that line of making me like, I get why they did that. Yeah. <laughs> then I would have said, probably wouldn't recommend it to people because it takes a very specific type of person to mm-hmm. kind of still, still be able to pick something like that up and then, you know, come away with it in a positive aspect. But I don't think like I don't think this book ever crossed that line. I do think you can read this book, kind of pull the positive lessons from it, however small, and be entertained, like thoroughly entertained throughout yeah. the entire thing. Again, I read this book, and I think in two days mm-hmm. I, I started listening to it because I had listened to this one on Audible. I've listened to most books on Audible. I am going to physically read some books because I do think that's important as well. Um, whatever. <laughs> I just I think it's good to practice reading because I'm a slow reader. You sit there and you're like, click, oh, click, 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 and you read like a whole <laughs> book in like an hour. Meanwhile, I can only listen to books in like 1.2 because I'm so dumb that <laughs> they have to talk slow. Um, so it would be nice to be able to read a little bit faster, especially when I'm reading big books like you just read Dune. It would have been real nice to read that one a little faster because that is a long book. you do miss book.
1: stuff on audiobooks.
0: And you do miss stuff on audiobooks. But what I will say is this audiobook was very well done because it had voices, so it had different voices, which was fun. The Silent Patient. Yeah, yeah the like Silent when Patient when they have gin.
1: different narrators, when they have like a multiple narrator storyline sometimes when they like try to change their voice. It's like, no,
0: no, (laughs) I love the terminal list to death. Like I love that book, but it's read by one person. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And there's a woman in the book.
1: That's so,
0: he moves his voice all the way around between like he does his, his accents are pretty good. He's got like a pretty good Russian accent. He's got a pretty good Australian accent, South African it's not. It's not the author. It's the guy who plays some villain in uh, one of the, I think Batman versus Superman. I don't know. I don't know who it is. He's really good. His woman's voice a little off-putting though. So I do love that this book does have a man and a woman in it, so that they a, do. It's a good production.
1: One person who can change their voice <laughs> enough is Jim Dale.
0: Knew you were gonna say that
1: Harry Potter. He's so good.
0: Jim Dale can do no wrong. In your yes, eyes. he could narrate. Just my grocery list. <laughs> he could narrate literally. I would listen to it. <laughs> anything, the dictionary, and you'd be like,
1: "He's so good. You can't even like, say oh, he's not." My
0: gosh, Dumbledore's doing the dictionary. Oh, that's my dream. <laughs> but I don't even know. That was a tangent. I don't know where I was going with that, but.
1: No, I do like the multiple narrators, like different people narrating multiple. Yeah, like story it was pointers. a good production. Yeah, really good. I yeah, would reco- that is a good audio. I would actually.
0: recommend it for everybody. But so regardless of whether you do the audio book or you do the you know the physical copy book, I think this is a book that I would recommend. It's one that you could learn from, even slightly, and be entertained. Super entertained. Yeah. I think where I was going with that was, I listened to this book in like two days. I think mm-hmm. I started it while mowing the lawn. And I was like, oh my
1: Yeah, you gosh. wouldn't let me talk to you.
0: I know. Usually, <laughs> since starting this podcast, I've been pretty good. I've been trying to only read or listen to books when I'm not around you or the girls because I don't want to be super distracted. I don't want this to end up taking over my life. And I think that's also really important for anybody who's trying to read more is that you don't want it to – and I think this was also a fear of mine before I started reading – is that – In order to read more, I'd have to replace spending time with family. You know, it was like that was the one thing that I was going to let go in order to read more. So when I started this podcast, I was like, that is definitely not going to happen. Like, I have to be able to fit this in somewhere else. And so the nice thing about Audible is that I'm able to do that while, like I said, mowing the lawn, driving, anywhere Basically means driving to and from jujitsu. That's the only place I go. And then I listen to it while I'm working. Sometimes too, if I'm doing just menial tasks that I can zone out with. But this book was different. (laughs) This is the first time since starting (laughs) that I was like,
1: I have to know. Yeah.
0: and That's
1: my thing with thrillers. I'm like, one more
0: chapter. Yeah.
1: But then it ends on a a cliffhanger. Yeah. I have to read one more chapter.
0: (laughs) It does a good job of that. Yeah. Because even though I would say this book is not the best book I've ever read or even favorite, you know, I mean, I loved The Book Thief way more. But I could put down The Book Thief and be yeah. like, okay, I'm going to go do something and then I'll come back to this book. I just enjoyed reading it, but it wasn't like I had to know. Mm-hmm. That's the fun thing about thrillers.
1: That's why you're always like, how did you read that in a day? Because i read <laughs> a lot of thrillers in a day. like Especially when it's a multiple point of views or like dual narrator it's yeah. like it finishes a chapter one person's narration and then it's someone else and you're like okay hey, i have to get back to that other person's narration <laughs> to figure out what they were talking about like what's gonna happen yeah so then you have to read two chapters
0: yeah yeah so it, it really pulls you in. hard put down <laughs> yeah so this one was quick so would you put this in your top 10 favorite murder mysteries
1: Favorite murder man? books. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I've read a lot though.
0: <laughs> You've read a lot. When you were pregnant, you went through literally one a day.
1: <laughs> Which one? The first one or the second?
0: Both. I know. You have like a million of these books on the Kindle, and then you also got them on Libby, and you were just.
1: I read a lot of them after I had her because. While nursing? Yeah, up at night, and mm. they would keep me awake. Mm-hmm. I was like okay I have to know <laughs> and they also didn't require a lot of brain power yeah. cause like the, when the drugs were wearing off and like <laughs> you know I was on painkillers <laughs> I could read them and yeah they didn't require a lot of brain power.
0: But you would put this in your top ten?
1: Maybe it, yeah but I think it would be closer to the end. Like it, to the it could get bumped out if I read If you somewhere. read a few more. Yeah I did really enjoy it but I've since then i've read a lot of
0: like, what would be your top 3
1: top three. oh my gosh the good, the good sister by um i can't remember her name. she took my phone <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh yeah the good sister
0: yeah somebody whoever wants to by read
1: sally something
0: <laughs> you can look it up later
1: well there's two books by that name cuz i got like, sally or something like that. Okay. I know her first name is Sally. Okay. That is up there. You know, I love that book. Um, I really like okay. A Good Girl's Guide to Murder.
0: Okay, wait a sec. Okay. And
1: then I really like A Good Girl's Guide to Murder. I don't know. That's three. I don't know. And I love Gone Girl. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I did really like for your own good. You should like make a list and put it on Instagram because.
0: I know I need to make lists. What about Thursday? I really,
1: really like the Thursday murder club. I love old people solving murder mysteries. It's like my new favorite genre. Yeah.
0: They don't have to be psycho thrillers. I just mean murder in general. (laughs)
1: I love the Thursday murder club. The third one of that series I think is the best.
0: You raved about those books. They're so funny. I know. I, those are definitely on my list. I will do a podcast the episode with you about one of those.
1: The series is my favorite. I think it's the best one.
0: Yeah. We okay. will do those ones. Maybe we'll do like one, two, and three all together or something like that in an episode. But I wanted like a nitty gritty Yeah. That's... One. Mm-hmm. And this is a good nitty gritty one.
1: Yeah. It's up. Yeah. I think it could be top ten. I don't know. I keep okay. thinking of more.
0: Keep thinking of more.
1: Yeah. I sent, you asked for one. I sent you like ten.
0: You did. I was like, send me just a couple... And it was like
1: ding 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 ding, ding, ding just tons of book reviews. I was like, oh, yep, yep, yep. <laughs>
0: um, but the
1: good sister is one that I have given as a gift to a lot of people.
0: Okay, maybe we'll do that.
1: And one. every person I've recommended to or given it to loves it.
0: Okay. Um,
1: That's not murder mystery
0: though. Two two more questions. First one: How often do you guess the ending? of murder mystery books before it happens and did you guess it with this one
1: i did not guess it with this one nice but this is one of the first
0: yeah so you were still early more and i've mur- read
1: yeah my spiritual awakening just kidding. <laughs> murder mystery awakening yeah um
0: you're you're a seasoned detective now yeah is it true what Dwight says? It's never the person it you literally most is. you most suspect or the person you least suspect. It, it is. is the person you most suspect yep, It really suspect.
1: is. It really is. <laughs> I feel like the more I read, the more I can guess. I can't always guess the whole twist, like the whole mm-hmm. aspect, but sometimes I I can usually guess a part of it.
0: So yeah. throw a percentage out there. What would you say? Off the top of your head, it doesn't have to be accurate.
1: That I can guess. Yeah. 80%.
0: Wow, and this one got you. It was the
1: first. It did get me.
0: Yeah. All right, so this is a good one. But
1: I have seen a lot of books like copy it.
0: Copy this now?
1: Yeah.
0: I can see that. That's what people do. When something's successful, they're like, oh. we're just going to do the same thing, but we're going to turn it out with new characters it's and a kind s- of slight different twist. Yeah. But this one was good. And it was kind of new. And I also kind of like that it was the author's first book. Mm-hmm. You could tell he was just writing what he liked yeah. and what he knew. So on a scale of one to five, what would you rank this book as far as importance and then as far as fun to read?
1: Fun to read, like a five. Like it's, you, yeah, you can't put it down. The audiobook was so well done. It was kind of like a movie. Like mm-hmm. It's a production. Importance? Like, I think for the thriller genre, it's very important. It kind of, I feel like, started it. At least it did for me. Mm-hmm. Maybe, like, a, a three or a four. Oh, why? But I'm not, like, like I'm not going to make our kids read it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, you have to read this. It will change your life.
0: Yeah, it's not on our like list of required. for the
1: thriller genre, I think it was important.
0: Okay. That's kind of a cool perspective. Mm-hmm. I would have given it, I mean, I'd give it a five as well. It's fun to read. Um, and then as an importance, I'd say about a, a two, you know, Mm. I think it was, like you said, I think it, it's important that it's kind of a new idea. I also, again, I think you can learn stuff from it. I think it's important that Mm. you understand the consequences of your actions, especially with your children. So I don't think it was a complete waste of time, No, but it was also super fun. So I give it a five and a two. I am surprised that they haven't moved this on to be a movie though, or even like a TV show. Because yeah. the the author was originally a, a screenwriter, like he wrote mm-hmm. TV shows that. before this.
1: Yeah, I've thought that
0: too. And I feel like this would make such a good movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, the characters are just
1: I'm surprised. Netflix hasn't picked snatched it up. It up yeah. I know
0: Netflix will snatch anything up. Yeah. <laughs> Any half baked idea, Netflix will do something. Mm-hmm. And this is like a good one. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if it's just a price tag issue. The oh, author's yeah. like not selling the rights. I don't Without the right dollar it would be amount,
1: good though,
0: I'd watch it. I for sure would. I think they could do a really good job with
1: mm-hmm.
0: it. And like I said, there's just enough breadcrumbs that you could you could guess it, but it would be really hard. Mm-hmm. And they could do it really well. Like and that would translate over to television pretty well.
1: Yeah. So. I Think we're done. All
0: right, we are done. So, um, here, here. I know I said I wouldn't pause anymore, but we're just cranking through this this week. This was so unprofessional. Just kidding. We will record pretty much only exclusively at night from now on out, but we really, I'm exhausted and this has to come out on Wednesday. Yes. So so this is happening regardless. And I felt like we had a pretty good conversation. So I was happy with the whole thing. We're not, we're not redoing this.
1: You're not going to critique me after?
0: I don't critique you after ever. Holy cow. You do great, honey. Thank you. Thanks for coming on the podcast <laughs> and supporting me through everything. Uh, definitely comment though whether you liked the idea that we didn't give away the murder mystery. We could have talked about a lot more. I have a ton of notes as to you know different different things in the books that I the book that I liked and I didn't like. But in order to talk about those things, we would have had to give the plot, give the plot away. Basically, tell the twist and you know the secondary twist, third twist and everything else. So I didn't want to do that. Comment whether you liked that. Let me know for real, please comment. Even if you're somebody who talks to me pretty regularly, just write it in the comments. Helps Mm -hmm. with the YouTube algorithm, helps with whatever other algorithm you're doing. If you're watching on Spotify, I'll make a, I'll make like a little comment section for this episode so that you can tell me whether or not you want us to give away plots when we do episodes on murder mysteries. Uh, other than that, Please like, comment, and subscribe to the channel. It really does help. It'll help. <laughs> we're, we're slowly starting to grow. Uh, we had a pretty big week this week with the, with the whole podcast. Good. And by big week, I mean we had over 100 views this week. That's not bad.
1: Yeah, it's more family members than you have. So. Exactly.
0: <laughs> and I haven't even posted on social media yet. Hopefully by this episode, the goal is to start marketing on social media. So... We might see a little bit of a jump here and we might not. Let's see how much everybody on social media likes me. Um, If you are somebody who wants to be on the podcast, please reach out. Always looking for guests and, you know, we'd love to have you on. We can pick a book, pick a fun book, pick a serious book. We can do whatever. Um, I have a huge list. I think my list of books that I want to read is now up past 75 books. Mm. So I've got endless books to read at this point. So I just need guests. Um, let me know. Would love to, to talk with you guys and let us know what we can do to to improve the podcast. Subscribe. Thanks. (laughs)